Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Happy to have you joining us. Uh, this is episode 14. Really glad to be here. Really uh, excited to talk about uh, the fallout from last weekend, uh, NXT TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam 2020. Jim, how are you today? I am doing well. How about yourself, Tom? I'm great. Excited to talk wrestling. Uh, re really on a high, I feel, uh, coming out of the weekend. And I'm sure we'll uh, dive into those thoughts in more articulate fashion uh, here shortly. Uh, are we articulate? I'll, Is that a thing we are? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm not, yeah, I'm, well, not, I'm not drinking bourbon as we record no. this one, unlike okay. past episodes. So perhaps that might make me more articulate or less. I don't know. We'll find out. Last <laughs> weekend kind of felt like it, like almost like what WrestleMania weekend could have been um, between TakeOver and SummerSlam. And uh, there were also a, a number of indie shows I know Beyond had a show. And I think it was a GCW had a couple of shows, I think. And I, I didn't see any of those. Um, I saw TakeOver and SummerSlam, but I didn't see any of those indie shows. But it was fun to have a weekend where there was a whole bunch of wrestling happening again. Yeah. Even if in really small you know, crowds or the Thunderdome or whatever. Uh, yeah, and my takeaway was just different energy. And and again, it probably should be different energy in August because it's brighter outside, it's warmer. People are in maybe a little bit better spirits regardless of being in the middle of the pandemic still versus where you are in April. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, uh, it's fun. It's good to have some fun things to talk about. Um, and today we have some fun things to talk about, but we're going to start on uh, some not so fun news, as far as I'm concerned anyways, uh, is our head-to-head -head competition update. Uh, we announced on the last episode uh, that we are going to run this competition from July through December uh, and uh, keep stats, keep our, our wins and losses um, along the way. Um, I And uh, we didn't talk about this beforehand, Tom, but I, I think um, the way that we do our pickums in our fantasy wrestling league, uh, we gave wins for the, um, let's see, the the Fiend and Bray Wyatt and also the Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose matches uh, to everybody because those stipulations changed. Uh, we could probably handle it the same way here, but in the end, we both had the same winners and we were both right, even with the stipulation changes. So I don't, I think we just take the wins. Um, so uh, I, I don't have the breakdown per show, but I do know that the total for the uh you have the breakdown per show Tom? i do yep yeah so takeover uh yeah takeover we each went four and one uh and SummerSlam uh felt very good uh to quote uh baker mayfield i woke up feeling dangerous uh <laughs> summer seven and one and uh for me and for you four and four so uh, 500 so I, yeah oh boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I hope you have the drop-off that Baker had last year as well then, <laughs> too, here after a good start. Um, yeah, so that does take our total after uh, three shows, kind of Extreme Rules Takeover and SummerSlam 2. Tom is at 16-4, and four, and I am at 12-8, and eight, so a four-match lead. Uh, we are not going to do pickums for payback right now. Tom's a little behind on Raw, and there's only four matches announced right now. Uh, we may touch on that at some point here as we talk about takeaways from the weekend and, and things like that. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and just skip payback altogether. Uh, so our head-to-head our -head competition will resume with All Out next week uh, when we record that show. Um, because hopefully All Out, well, All Out will definitely have three matches announced for sure because there are two announced right now and one um, 
announced, but the, the challengers will be determined uh, on the Thursday night Dynamite episode this week. Uh, so hopefully they'll announce a few more things because, again, as I mentioned last week, they got a pay-per-view in like a week and a half. Maybe build the card out. It's a thing. They should think about it. But that's an aside. Um, they have one less match built right now for a show that's happening in a week and a half that they've been building to for months than WWE has booked for a show that they've been building for a week. Not a good look. Fair observation. Fair observation. Uh, and just to kind of think, like, you know, obviously we're going until the end of the calendar year. So yep. we know we're going to have all out in September. We have to think, I guess, that there's going to be another pay-per-view from WWE in September. Uh, Clash of Champions, I read yesterday. They've pushed it back one week, but it's going to be like September 27th or the, okay. like the last Sunday in September is Clash of Champions. Gotcha. I still don't understand the idea behind payback yet. I mean, I understand like... Like just like I'm, there, there's it makes sense with some of the matches that are going to take place, I think, uh, and and more to come perhaps. Uh, but we'll talk again about a group that didn't appear uh, at SummerSlam, uh, as to maybe why and how that could have played into a payback, uh, a reason for a payback, quote unquote. Um, I will tell you that I know you haven't seen Raw, but it, when you watch Raw. Uh, that will not clarify anything for you as to why we needed a pay-per-view seven days later. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so just the whole idea that we're having, uh, you know, big events, pay-per-views, whatever you call them, on the network, on, on actual pay-per-view for those that still have to go that route. Um, again, I'm... Thanks. You're giving me more than what I than 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 you're giving me more than what I'm thinking I'm paying for with ten dollars a month on the network. So I can't complain with that or complain right. against that. So um, and then yeah. So then we'll have October, November, December. Probably an AEW pay per view November, basing off of last year's calendar. Does that sound right? Didn't they? Yeah, do there should. Well, um, I, forget, I forget the name of what it was, but for uh, which one? I'm sorry. AEW for November AEW. wasn't. Uh, November was. Uh... What was it? It wasn't. Was it Revolution? Probably. Um, I'm trying See, to remember. For, yeah. And for all of go. our viewers and listeners, this is the high quality uh, research that you tune in for. Full gear. Full gear. Okay. Full gear was yeah. November. Revolution was in February. Sorry about that. There you that. go. No, it's all good. It's all good. So, yeah. So, two in September, at least one in October, one in November, maybe two in November, Survivor Series, November. and probably another takeover. And then December, so plenty of room. I mean, I'm happy. I feel feel good with with the lead. I know you're not ready to wave the white flag yet, so no, definitely not ready to wave the white flag yet. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how things get booked and what what do we differ on. Um, and so far, when we've differed, it has not gone in my direction almost every time. <laughs> so um, so the uh, that takeover, we both missed that uh, that that three way tag. Um, we picked both of the other teams who won, who did not win that match <laughs> instead of the one that did. Um, but uh, yeah, SummerSlam right down the tubes every time we had a difference for me. So I hope we, it didn't, we shall see. I hope it didn't uh, taint your enjoyment of watching this show. Uh, you know, honestly, by the time it got to Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, I went, ah, Drew McIntyre's going to win this match. I just know it at this point. <laughs> so um, although I did, I will, I will say, and maybe, maybe I'm, leaking into our three big things, but when Drew and Orton went on earlier, rather than in the main event, I thought there was a chance Orton might win the belt because, you know, you tend to end, of course, at that point, I didn't know what was coming at the end of the show, but you tend to end 
you know, with a baby face on top a lot of times in, in the last match. So I thought, oh, this might work to my advantage here. Orton might win. Um, if nothing else, though, and I know I allude to it every once in a while here, and for people who listen to this podcast or watch it that aren't involved, um, Tom and I are involved in the Fantasy Wrestling League. Um, I do control both of the champions now in, in WWE and uh, did take a, a nice jump to try to catch Tom in that league as well, who had built quite a, quite a what looked insurmountable lead. But I've, uh, I've made things a little more interesting now if they can hold the titles for long. And maybe we'll talk about that here in a moment, um, how things go. Uh, so three big takeaways uh, from the weekend. We're not going to do three for each show, although we may bleed into some other things um, as we talk. But uh, Tom, I'll give the floor to you. What is your, your first big takeaway from the weekend? Sure. Yeah. Again, I, I want to start and just I think I, I alluded to it in the in the welcome and in the start of this whole recording in this episode. But the, I think just the weekend overall delivered. Um, so that's not that's not going to be my my three big things. But <clears throat> I think it will send a, a theme through the things I share um, that I left the weekend and both events um, very positive about WWE uh, main. Ro- Raw and SmackDown and NXT. I almost slipped and said main roster, but you know we talked about that a week ago too. So um, my first is going to be the debuts that we saw of Pat McAfee and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, wow, surprised in a very positive way. Now, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe Dominic had trained or did some training with Lance Storm among other people. So I shouldn't be surprised that he looked as good as he did. Uh, and he actually looked more to be the part of a wrestler than any time when he was wearing street clothes previous, like on the, on the stuff that was happening on Raw or anything where he was been involved previously. So that was a really, really big surprise for me about the quality of that. Now, again, in, in the same regard, I think you have to give credit to the opponents there. Adam Cole for NXT with Pat McAfee and Seth Rollins for Dominic could be argued top 10 in the world, maybe even, maybe even top five in the world, um, at least in the U S for sure. So you had, you had guys that were fully capable of helping those two newer wrestlers. uh, If you call them, you know, Dominic, definitely who knows what's going to happen with Pat McAfee definitely has a future. He definitely was better than Lawrence Taylor. Uh, and Kevin Green and Mongo McMichael and Reggie White and those guys. So, uh, yeah, just just the, the the both those matches really being strong and and delivering and and then I think you know the right guys won. Cole should have beat McAfee and I, I, the one thing I will say and again I wanted to remain positive but I had to just point this out: the Panama Sunrise in the end of the Cole McAfee match. The setup for that, the transition for that, was a little goofy. Uh, I didn't didn't like the way that that played out. It made me go, "What the heck just happened there?" Um, but it didn't it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. I just wanted to make that observation. Yeah, and I agree. There, you know, Cole pulling down his knee pad like he was going to hit the the knee, and McAfee kind of having that look like, "Oh crap, here it comes." And then Cole going to the the ropes and McAfee just walking over, bent over. Um, yeah. But there's an inexperienced guy. Um, and, and I think they could have, I think, I don't think they set that up in a way that he could have made it look good. Um, I don't know that Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, if that exact 
scenario played out where the person who's going to take the move was conscious in that moment and not groggily standing up, you know, I don't think Gargano could have made that look good either. Um, and Gargano obviously much more uh, seasoned than Pat McAfee. Uh, and I, I would agree with you. I thought both of them did very well. One of our friends called it uh, on the board called the McAfee Cole match TV filler match. And I just, I, I feel like we watched two different matches um, and that, and that's fine. Everybody gets their own opinion um, and, and he didn't like it. That's fine. But I thought McAfee more than um, looked the part. Um, I agree with you on, on Dominic, you know, having gear made him look much more like a wrestler, um, gave him the better look and, and he looked pretty decent in the ring. I, you know, my fear with Dominic is do they keep him on raw and push him a little bit? Or now do they, you know, maybe have another match or two. I know they had, you know, some stuff on raw, but, um, and then let him go train and let him go continue to get better before you bring him back up or put him on NXT or whatever you might do. Um, I don't think he's really ready for a full-time schedule on raw personally after seeing his first match, but I thought he more than held his own, um, in a street fight environment with Seth. Um, and you know, thinking back, you and I both had Mysterio winning that match. And you probably feel this way too. Rollins was the right pick. And we, we even debated it a little bit when we talked about it last week, both of us did. Um, it probably should have seen that coming. Um, that probably would have been the right, right pick to make, but I could have, uh, could have made one back up on you had I thought that way, but alas, nothing. Uh, my, uh, I'm, I'm going to go right to the big story of the weekend for my, my takeaway and, and hoping I'm not stealing your thunder, but obviously you can jump in on it too. Um, and that's the return of Roman Reigns at the end of SummerSlam um, with new teeth, which apparently has gotten a lot of play. Um, they're not new teeth. He just had some work done. Okay. Let's all freak out because Roman Reigns went to the dentist. Um, why are, why are we so invested in his smile? I mean, I'm happy I, I, that he's got good teeth, but I mean, right. I don't there... care. I didn't notice it to be perfectly honest on Sunday until it was all over the internet. The next morning I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess um, it just, it definitely was not what my takeaway was from his return. Um, but you know, internet fans tend to want to find whatever little thing. Um, so two things, one, I think it's cool. that rains is back. Um, I think Reigns has gotten crapped on a lot uh, over things that aren't necessarily his fault. I, I do think sometimes he could help his cause a little bit more uh, with things too, the way he handles things. <clears throat> I, you know, you're going to have people who say, oh, look, they put him right into the title picture. Um, he's Roman Reigns. He's going to be at the top of the card. I would caution them greatly that I do not think the right move would be to put the title on him this Sunday, a payback. Um, although if they want him to be a full-fledged heel, which it seemed like maybe he had some heel tendencies there, that might be the way to get a boot out of the Thunderdome, you know, would be to do that. Um, but if you're going to do that, then I don't know why you switched the title to the Fiend on Sunday anyways. You could have just as easily had him come in and wreck everybody and have him take the title off Strowman on Sunday um, in the three-way. So I, I think that's where they're headed to pay back. Um, we're not doing pickums for that, but I, I tend to think somehow the fiend keeps the belt. Um, but we'll see. But I'm happy to see Roman Reigns back. I think that the top of the SmackDown card has been kind of in flux as long as Braun Strowman's been the champion. So uh, a kind of a new champion now in the fiend. Ro Roman Reigns is back. Bra Braun Strowman has a new character 
kind of twist to him now. Um, so Strowman probably isn't going away from the top of that card. You certainly have people who could be at the top of that card. There's no reason AJ Styles shouldn't be in the mix, um, especially now that Jeff Hardy has won the Intercontinental title. Maybe Styles does move back into that mix eventually here. I'm sure he'll get a rematch against Hardy first. Um, you've got guys there that could, you know, I'm not ready to move Matt Riddle into the top of the card yet. Matt Riddle could be in the Intercontinental title picture. Let's build him towards the top of the card eventually. But um, I'm happy to see Reigns back. Um, I thought his t-shirt that said wreck everyone and leave um, or something along those those lines was um, was kind of fun. And dude looks like he's been in the gym. He looked ripped on Sunday. So I'm excited to see him back in the ring on, on Sunday with Payback and see kind of what he has to offer um, and see what direction they really take him moving forward. And I guess we'll get some of that probably on Friday Night SmackDown as well. Um, I assume he's going to cut a promo. I know he's going to be on the show, but uh, maybe we'll get more of his motivation too. But Reigns uh, was my my first big takeaway from the weekend. Yeah, and and among other things, that's probably the biggest you'll never see it coming tagline takeaway from the show. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I can't add a lot to what you said because I tend to agree with you. Um, I do think the infusion of him returning uh, is a bright spot. Again, I don't care whether... He, you're a diehard fan and you're a work rate fan or you're an entertainment fan. It doesn't matter to me. If you can't see that the value of Roman Reigns returning to the WWE product is a positive thing, then I don't know what, what wrestling you're looking for to please you, or you probably shouldn't be paying attention to WWE in the first place. So that's what I'll say there. Uh, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to, to know the backstory to his return because clearly he chose to leave in March when the pandemic started to go into a fever pitch and changed the, the, the creative uh, with Goldberg. And, and of course, then what we got from, from Braun Strowman, uh, all, all good things must come to an end or all bad things must come to an end. Uh, and so, so, so now, so now, you know, cause our country doesn't seem to be turning the corner like we should in terms of the pandemic. So what has changed for Roman health wise, mentally, uh, that gives him confidence in doing, uh, doing his role, being back there. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's more than just the in-ring stuff, but I'm interested to to see where things go, especially if, as maybe some of the health experts say, as we enter a colder season in the fall and winter, that we may be more at risk. Who knows? So interesting there. Uh, my second thing is going to be the NXT North American title ladder match. Uh, really entertaining ladder match. Uh, thankfully, we were both right on our pick. And I think Damian Priest winning is the right move. And I liked already on NXT last night that they were kind of adding maybe some players to the table in terms of challengers uh, that could or will eventually challenge him. Uh, I hope that we get a a longer reign. Um, we haven't talked about it yet, but there's some movement in the NXT world title picture, uh, which isn't necessarily takeover specific. It extends beyond that, and but I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point. So I won't, won't dive in there yet, but I think Priest gives some consistency to the North American title that, that Keith Lee did prior to winning the NXT title when he did, and then he vacated, uh, which led to this match. And then that that insane bump that the Velveteen Dream took uh, towards the hard camera, over the guardrail, into the table, sending people and tablecloths and whatever else flying. 
that was that was nuts. And there was there were more like just kind of insane spots in that match. So uh, just again, the guys in NXT when you put them in a ladder match, which you probably have to table that now for a while because it's it's not been overdone, but it's been pretty consistently done as kind of like the go to. Let's table that for a while and let's come back to it when it really gives us something to 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 warrant that. Uh, but guys, those guys go all out, and it's amazing that they come out as unscathed as I think they do. Uh, totally agreed. And I also thought, uh, just a, a note to tack on your your thought there, um, I thought Bronson Reed had a star-making performance um, in that match. I thought he was awesome. That splash off the ladder with Candice on his back, that was awesome. Um, and, and you and I have talked about Bronson Reed before. I've been a fan of the guy. Um, really since he's shown up, I, I knew of him before NXT, but hadn't really seen much of him in PWG and other places that he'd worked. Um, when I did ROH trivia a month or two ago and Slex was on our team, um, we he talked about Reed a lot because they're apparently close friends, um, both being from Australia. Um, I thought the follow-up with Reed on NXT was, was fine. Um, apparently starting a program with he and the now returning Austin Theory, uh, who apparently is going back to NXT and not Raw. Interesting. Um, smacked the taste out of Theory's mouth on, on NXT. Um, so I, I thought Reed um, especially was a, a standout there. Um, I'm going to go to the other big story of the weekend, and that was, um, and, I, and I'm going to piggyback from the weekend to uh, Wednesday night on NXT, um, and that was Karrion Cross um, winning the NXT title in what I thought was a good battle between he and Keith Lee. Um, the finish was weak for me. Um, that that's uh, the Doomsday Suplex off the second rope didn't look very good. Come to find out, he had separated his shoulder earlier in the match, so kind of makes sense why they weren't able to get maybe the height you might want to get, because um, that could have looked really cool if you get Keith Lee up, you know, at a reasonable height and and drop him on his back, you know, and, and the the back of his head. Um, please don't really drop him on the back of his head. Um, You know, I, I thought that uh, that it could have looked better, but that's the right shoulder that was separated. That's the arm and the side of your body you're using to throw that doomsday suplex off the second rope. Um, maybe they should have called an audible and gone to a different finish. I don't know, um, but I get it. And, and I thought it was a good battle. Um, obviously, we know that they had to get the NXT title off of Keith Lee because they were moving Keith Lee over to Raw. Uh, which was announced on SummerSlam, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, a, a cool little vignette announcing him. Um, we're going to talk more about Keith Lee in a little bit, so we'll table Keith for a moment. Um, but then the the second half of this is I just feel gutted for um, Kevin Cross, the man, um, separating his shoulder in that match and then having to vacate the title uh, on NXT on Wednesday night. Uh, my assumption is that means he's going to be out a few months um, Wade Barrett made comments, Wade Barrett back on NXT. Okay. Um, a little bit surprising with the NWA having their, their pay-per-view series starting in September with, uh, the United wrestling network, um, that Wade appears maybe to be back. I know he, he said he's going to be there, um, next week as well. But I believe that's a taped show, um, that they're taping either yesterday or today. Um, so, um, I think that, uh, his necessarily mean anything, but they did add him back on to the superstars page of WWE, which usually means something. But that neither being here nor there, 
uh, Barrett mentioning that he had the same injury and had to vacate, um, I believe it was the Intercontinental title, uh, back in his day. So uh, I, twofold, I, I like carrying Cross. There are some that don't get it with Cross, um, and they just see him as a, a flashy entrance and not a lot else. I personally like the guy. I always have been a fan of him since he first um, was kind of introduced to me in Lucha Underground and then in, in Impact. Um, but I like the guy. I'm gutted for him as a person. Uh, wish nothing but the best and hope that shoulder heals up quickly and well. Um, and I have no doubt he'll be inserted right back because he's got the same kind of an argument that Tommaso Ciampa has of he never lost the NXT title. Um, in his case, he never got to defend the NXT title. He may be, I'm trying to think, he may be the first NXT champion to never have a defense. Um, Gargano might have lost it in his first defense, but at least he had one. Um, you know, gutted for Cross, but um, but was excited to see that. I was excited to see where it was going to go, but unfortunately we're going to have to wait a little bit to see if they're able to bring that story back when he's healthy. Yeah, and then just to build on that, not, a, not part of the three big things, but of course, then the NXT title last night becomes vacated. We're recording this on Thursday, so last night live, first segment of the show. Uh, he comes out, and I wasn't aware of the severity of the injury. So I believe that Gabe Sapolsky is still involved in creative with NXT, and a staple of Gabe Sapolsky's Ring of Honor run in any place that he booked was often that a champion would come out to begin the show following their title win. So when Cross comes out, even with the arm in the sling, I'm thinking, ah, this is kind of, this has the fingerprints of Gabe all over it. And then and then and then and then we see what we see. And then sure enough, an hour later, right at the top of the second hour, uh, you had William Regal come out and make the announcement for Super Tuesday next week with um, a one hour Iron Man match with four former NXT champions, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, and the returning uh, as of last night, Tommaso Ciampa. And apparently he- heel Tommaso Ciampa. He was certainly heelish last night, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Or Jake Atlas. <laughs> which, yeah, which is kind of nuts because you kind of could see all four of these guys. Like Finn Balor certainly has had an edge to him. And Adam Cole, even though he was the babyface, in my opinion, in the Pat McAfee match, is by nature a heel. And Johnny Gargano, the Wednesday night, uh, K-N-I-G-H-T, um, He's a bad guy now. So you've got four bad guys going for going against each other with a lot of history among them all. Uh, and one of them is going to walk out with the NXT title. I brings back, and this just dawned on me, brings back the thoughts of the Ring of Honor Iron Man match that determined the first Ring of Honor champion. It was a little bit different rules because like pinfalls meant something more than a submission or vice versa. And you could, I, I don't remember that was, it was 18 years ago, uh, so forgive me for not being able to recall that off the top of my head without looking back, because um, it just hit me. But kind of the same idea that whoever gains the most decisions in that hour is going to be champion. I have no idea. As we sit here and record now, um, less than roughly 12 hours, a little bit more than 12 hours from learning about that uh, that match, I don't even know where I would go or who I'd pick. I am super intrigued, though, because we're going to get likely unless they completely find a way to separate them 100%, which seems impossible, interaction between Gargano and Ciampa. Because after the one last beat, I I thought they're not going to put these guys back together for a long time. Again, crazy times call for crazy measures. 
Um, so I'm I, I'm excited. I know we'll when we record next week, that match will have been in the books. Uh, so we'll we'll be able to talk about who becomes who became the next NXT champion. My third thing. I'm sorry. Did you want to jump in there and add anything yeah, to that? No, I- and, and, you know, I had totally forgotten about uh, Ring of Honor and the, the crowning a champion match uh, where Loki won the title. Um, I, yeah, I had totally forgotten that that was an Iron Man match. Um, again, 18 years ago, and I probably haven't seen the thing in 15-ish probably years. Um, so I'd forgotten about that. And, and doesn't that have Gabe's fingerprints all over it too that he had to crown a champion in roh and that's how he did it now they have to crown a champion in nxt and it's very similar um it would have been really fun if any one of the four men from that match was in nxt right now and somehow got into it but uh low-key chris daniels obviously is in aew low-key is making everybody mad in other places um doug williams is stuck in the uk and um spanky i guess could have been but um, hasn't been a, a featured member of the the NXT roster a little bit on 205 Live sometimes, but uh, would have been weird to put him in the title match, certainly. So that yeah. didn't work. Two more, two things just to jump in on the heels of that before I get to my third big thing. Yep. Number one, I was at Crowning a Champion Live. Hottest building, maybe outside of Dayton's Montgomery County Fairgrounds that I've ever been to that for pro wrestling true. live because I was at Dayton in August, July and or August. I think both actually once for the necro whitmer barbed wire match and then the other time when uh james gibson won the title the the venue is incredibly hot regardless incredibly hot like a sweat box at the murphy rec center also fun story about that show um the two people i went with one of which was my dad we literally left michigan drove straight to philly got there an hour before the show got hydrated had a bite to eat watched the show got back in the car at 11.30 and drove 20, uh, not 24 hours, whatever, 12 hours straight back to, to Michigan without and with people taking shifts, sleeping and driving. Um, and the car was funky to the high end. I'm pretty sure I bought a shirt that night to make sure I could actually drive home in something dry. I was wearing actually a Tigers jersey and I had sweated through that bad boy. Um, so that, so I just wanted to share that fun uh, kind of connection. The other piece, just that, that, I was hoping, and, 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 and I'm not disappointed we didn't get it, but I thought it could have maybe, um, not knowing why the Super Tuesday shift happened, I know now that it's from the NHL playoffs NHL, yep. being a preemptive thing. Um, if they had had the chance to add some of the previous NXT champions to make this, not outside of a four-way, but just I think if they could have fused some of the history, some of the guys from the history and some of the current guys, and maybe – changes the dynamic of the match again you have to be thinking who might that be you know andrade eh, maybe not because he's kind of in a in the thing but it could be good because he's also just kind of wrapped up a program on raw or did at SummerSlam. ko which maybe maybe not alistair black maybe maybe not bobby rude i don't know where he's at i know he's on raw because he got traded but we haven't seen him since then i think he's stuck in canada okay so but- Uno and Stu Grayson live in Canada too. So, right, right. Nakamura uh, comes to mind. Um, I, Seth Rollins would be the one guy that I wouldn't imagine. Um, Big E could have been kind of fun, and Big E's doing that singles kind of trajectory in SmackDown. What a cool way to ha- would have said, "Hey, let's bring Big E back as one of the first NXT champions and have him 
you know, it could have been a spotlight opportunity, but I digress. I'm happy with the four way. I'm happy with the four guys in it. I'm, it's going to be great. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ironman matches when they're done well, I expect this one to be done well. So, uh, that, that pivot, uh, from our three big things aside, my last thing is going to be just again, the quality of the Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre match. And then the, the way that the match unfolded in, in giving McIntyre a statement win, but also giving Orton room to come back and argue that another shot is warranted. So they certainly didn't, didn't kill all of the momentum for Randy Orton in one night. It was actually a really competitive match and a really well-built match. I think it actually, in my opinion, might've been the best match of McIntyre's reign to date, in my opinion. Uh, so I was really happy to see that. Again, I don't expect less when you have Randy Orton involved. I think Randy Orton is a guy because he's been there for so long. I think people tend to either fatigue on him or just overlook him. So I'm excited that even though the path he's been on outside of the edge matches hasn't been the most like, like great in-ring, the story being told over the long term um, is good. And with what I hear is coming up for Randy Orton at Payback, got me even more excited. Yeah, that was, I agree with you. It was a good match, and it probably is McIntyre's best uh, defense, which they haven't they haven't done everything they can to help McIntyre in this reign, frankly. I don't think, you know, some of the challengers they've lined up have been built really well. Um, most of the time, I think it's, I think Randy Orton was the first time, although I picked Bobby Lashley a while back, um, I think Orton was the first time, and I picked Orton here. I keep picking against Drew McIntyre. But um, even saying that, I still think feel like Orton was the first time where even outside of my picks, somebody could really say, hey, I think this this guy could beat him. You know, they could do this. You know, Dolph Ziggler, no. Drew McIntyre wasn't losing the world title to Dolph Ziggler to the big show. Um, so I, they did well, um, and, they, and they had a really good match. I loved I love when matches end without a finisher. Um, you know, I don't want to see every match end without a finisher. Finishers are great. They're, they're a finisher for a reason. But I love, especially when a big match ends and you're like, whoa, that was a backslide. They just beat him with a backslide. That's awesome. Um, you know, and that probably goes back to, you know, my love, obviously, for Ricky Steamboat matches. But Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage ends in a small package. You know, I mean, things like that, I think, are cool in big matches where you're, you kind of are we're almost fatigued by the fact that it's usually like four or five finishers. The first finish doesn't work. You know, they kick, you know, you're expecting Drew to kick out of three RKOs and, you know, Orton's going to kick out of two Claymores and all of this. And all of a sudden a backslide ends it. Now, some people say, well, it just felt like it just ended. That's the point. <laughs> That's why they do it. Um, if it's supposed to be a real sport and we all know it's not, but we're, it still should be presented as such. Um, Fights end quickly sometimes. Um, fights end in ways you don't expect sometimes. You know, it's a back and forth match, and then all of a sudden somebody's clipped and it's over. Um, so I, I thought the finish was great. I agree with you. Uh, my last big thing is going to be uh, maybe a slight negative, um, although I agree with you. I thought the weekend was really fun and really great. Uh, retribution. What the heck? Um, SummerSlam, they, they had a couple of videos um, talking about the the chaos they'd been causing. So I was like, okay, yep, something's coming, something's coming, something's coming. Um, 
you had predicted in our in our preview and and head to head that maybe Drew McIntyre would be the leader of Retribution, um, which I thought would be a fun way to go, and and still could be. Um, who knows? Roman Reigns coming out in all black, I think, has got some people kind of wondering there. And honestly, when I was watching Reigns attack, I thought for a minute, yep, Retribution's going to come down and join him, and they're all going to do the fist bump in the middle, you know, kind of thing or whatever. Um, Would have been a cool visual. But they didn't do it. <laughs> they Re- Retribution did, and they didn't even bother... I'm actually okay if they decided, you know, at SummerSlam, we're going to get these matches in, we're going to do these things, and Retribution just isn't going to be a part of this. Then show that you have the all of the wrestlers who are not currently in the ring surrounding the Amway Arena or by the entrances or whatever to make sure Retribution can't get in. Even though, yes, the story would tell you then they should still get in somehow. Show me why Retribution didn't show up. They've been able to show up everywhere and cause havoc, but somehow it didn't happen. At, at SummerSlam, and you don't bother to tell me why. And I can tell you that they didn't bother to tell you why on Raw. Um, although Retribution does have a part in Raw. I'll leave it at that, let you see that on your own and decide what you want to about that. We can talk about that next week. But um, I just thought it was a completely missed opportunity. You'll never see it coming. I think a lot, you know, kudos to them if they think they're smart because a lot of us thought that meant something about retribution and we would see someone revealed that we wouldn't see coming whether it be a drew mcintyre or a roman reigns um or you know they seem to be putting a red herring out there the miz always shows up kind of late to the the dance in smackdown i think that's a red herring if the miz is the leader of the retribution meh at best <laughs> at best um, so let's not do that um and I would have seen that coming because they've been telegraphing that for a little while. Um, so I hope it's just a red herring. We're supposed to look that way. And then, oh, we don't see that it's actually over here. Um, yeah, it was just a totally missed opportunity. Um, biggest show of the summer, second biggest show of the year, blah, blah, blah. And you show a couple of recap videos and that's it. You don't even you don't even see them try to get involved in any way or see WWE fending them off finally because they band together as one or, you know, have the NXT guys who are the ones saving the day. I don't know, something, um, total missed opportunity. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree. And again, it didn't take away from the enjoyment of the show, but when you've right. seen so much TV time devoted to the development of this and the lack of a better term spotlight that they've given them. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Like it, like from like, if, if we're, we're obviously both more than casual fans, but if you're a casual fan and you're like, Man, I really wonder what Retribution's gonna do at SummerSlam. And then you watch and they don't show up, you're probably like, Oh, should I even care anymore? <laughs> right. They're somehow they're not important enough to get five minutes on a three hour pay per view. I, I guess you gave them a couple of minutes with their little video packages, but video packages should lead to something. Um, or even say, you know, Again, somehow they avoided having Retribution here tonight, but Retribution has promised to return and cause chaos tomorrow night on Raw or something. I mean, just, again, 30 seconds, you can do it. Um, Have them hijack one of the video packages and have them make an announcement. Right. Right? Like, that would have been the announcement. Oh, my gosh. Are they here? Are they coming? At least it's a teaser. I would have cared more about that than the recap. And the announcement could even be, we'll let you have your fun tonight, you know, but look out tomorrow night on Raw or something, you know. Yep so that you can explain it and they just, they blew it. Uh, 
I did think, a total aside, I thought the Thunderdome experience looked better on Sunday than it did on Friday. Um, they clearly, they're, they're directing the fans when to cheer and things like that, but I think that helped. Because Friday, to me, it looked like a bad Zoom meeting. Um, on the screens, everybody was just kind of sitting there. There was no real expression happening from most people. Um, where now at least they're saying, okay, you know, I've seen I've seen some clips on YouTube of you can hear what sounds like Tom Phillips um, saying, okay, and Drew McIntyre is coming out. Let's clap for our WWE champion, you know, and then you see everybody on screen. There's a little bit of a delay, which is kind of fun. Um, so like McIntyre comes out, and about six seconds later, everybody goes. Um, so, but I I think they're they're learning that um, technology, and and it looks better. Um, obviously they've got some snags. They had, you know, um, I don't think on SummerSlam they necessarily had anything, but on Raw they had a couple. Um, one guy had a picture of Chris Benoit up on his screen. Um, one guy was in a KKK freaking hood. Um, get a life. Um, you know, if, if the way you're getting your jollies in the world is to screw with WWE's Thunderdome thing, like, go play in traffic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just... There's, we're going to get explicit uh, markings on YouTube, but just come on. It's, I don't know. The world needs more good in it. And for somebody to do stupid things like that, just to be cool. Um, and they, they, oh, look, I got banned because I, you know, whatever. Now the one guy got banned because he had a fire velveteen dream sign. We've talked a little bit about the accusations there. Um, yeah. I, I don't have as much of an issue with that. Um I think that's something you're opening, but something like that, where you're dealing with some accusations and you're dealing with someone's personal beliefs about whether Elvedine Dream should be a featured member of the roster or not, is a little different than holding up someone who killed his wife and child and or wearing a KKK hood. Um, I, I just do think there are differences to those things. Um, and they have the right to ban people, you know, and anyone, they banned the guy who had the fired Elvedine Dream sign. I'm sure they banned the Chris Benoit uh, picture guy and the the KKK guy, but be, be decent human beings, guys. Like it's not that hard. Um, it just isn't that hard to be a reasonable human being. I, I echo all of your statements there. Um, I, I want to focus on just building on the, the Thunderdome talk, agreeing that it was better and, and crisper and cleaner at SummerSlam than it was on SmackDown, which is odd because you would think, why did what what changed in two days? And maybe it was the energy of the show. Maybe it was my attitude about the show because my attitude about SmackDown uh, was eh, like okay. But at the same time, the novelty of of seeing it and then the way it played out was it, they didn't align for me. One thought that I have, and I don't know what platform they're using to invite fans to engage and be put out. Have you read anything about that? Do you have any insight? I don't know what platform form they're using. I've just seen the links to sign up and I would love to do it. The problem is I'm almost never watching those shows live Raw on SmackDown and SummerSlam. Frankly, even though I watched most of it live, I did catch a little bit of on a delay. I'm not going to commit to three hours of staring at my computer screen. Right. Um, so yeah. I, I love that they're doing it and I would like to be involved sometime, but I just don't know that it's ever going to totally jive for me to be able to, um, and I actually would have to take down uh, my bear stuff because they do have a, a rule about no logos that aren't WWE, which makes sense. There's copyright, you know, things along with that. Although one guy did have a Packers hat on. I think he should just be banned from life. Um, just get him right out. But that might be more about his hat than his, his actions. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I, so I don't know what platform they're using. Dan. Sure. So I asked that question because, and I don't know how this has gone as the MLB season has gone on, but I do remember very specifically when MLB launched at the end of July, there was a, there was something that they had released where you could cheer for your team virtually. So you, I don't know if it was through the MLB app or if it was through a different website. I looked at it once and I never really participated but you could like like tap a button on an app and then it was supposed to cheer for your team in the stadium. So how that was being monitored, how that was being controlled, I don't know. Uh, and that's probably, you know, there's a lot of MLB games going on at one time. So a little bit harder maybe to manage or maybe it's more site specific. Here with WWE though, whatever platform they're using, it'd be interesting to give fans that are doing this the ability to like hit an applause button or hit a boo button or hit something else. and then in the arena, like you would think that it's synchronous. So then in the arena, that generates more of an authentic response. And, and, and maybe it's not, but like you think about the matches that we've had where, you know, every punch, boo, every hit, yay, right? All of the, that type of thing. And again, I know it's brand new. We're less than a week into this guy. But that I think could be a new and a fresh way to change from canned responses and making it perhaps a more authentic experience. Now, granted, I'm talking as completely um, unskilled in anything related to that or how that might come together, but I have to believe that WWE has A, the money, and B, the capacity to pull that together if they wanted to. I Yeah, and I would agree. I, I think they're, you know, they're learning along the way and, um, you know, someone had brought up that it, it is canned um, crowd noise. I still appreciate the crowd noise. I think it really does help the the presentation. Um, I feel that way on the the Cubs games that I've seen as well. Um, that having you know making it sound like there's fans in the stands, even though there's not. Um, I know Fox has done a thing where they've actually like had computer generated fans. Um, it, it looks a little hokey to me. Um, the little bit I've seen of it, so I'm kind of glad that it's more this than that. Um, but along the way, there's going to be snags. Um, but I, uh, my thing is, you know, let the snags be technology snags, not people being stupid. Um, and, and I agree the the button idea, I think is a great idea if that's available in any way to them, um, to give that more authentic. The last thing they can do is turn on everybody's mics. A, it would sound terrible. Um, I think any of us that have been involved in zoom meetings have had that issue, um, or too many people talk and all you just get is a lot of garble sound and, and, you know, almost sounds like a old modem trying to connect. Um, but I also, you also run, if you can't trust people to sit on a screen and not do something stupid, you can't open their live mics. You just can't. Um, the FCC, you know, fines on things that people might get through uh, could be daunting. So I can't blame them for that at all. Um, anyways, enough about people being stupid. Be good, people. It's not that hard. Um, let's talk. We got two other topics we just want to hit on today. One is Keith Lee. Uh, Keith Lee made his debut on Raw on Monday night. Tom, I know you haven't seen everything, but you've read some about it um, and, and maybe seen just little snippets. Uh, you know, two big things that have come out of that are, are two big talking points that have come out of that are that uh, his music got changed. There's still the entrance of Bask in His Glory and For He Is Limitless. And then it's followed by some guitar riffs. Um, kind of, I, I jokingly called it, you know, wrestler theme 103, um, and, and a lot of green laser lights, um, fine. I'm, I'm good with the laser lights. Um, they're playing with Thunderdome. And then, uh, 
the shorts that he wore on Monday, I'm not going to say his gear has changed because he's worn different gear in different matches. So let's see what he looks like on Sunday. You know, I mean, but the gear that he wore on Monday night had a drape in the front or something over the shorts or the shorts were like more baggy, like a little more Brock Lesnar style, maybe, although not that either. Um, and not as, as tight to his legs as his normal gear has been. Trunks have been, um, it had a little bit of a tennis skirt look to it to me personally, um, which I thought was weird. Um, but all that said, that's music and that's trunks. Keith Lee's on raw and Keith Lee's in a program now with Randy Orton, at least for this week. We'll see if it's a longer term program or it's just, you know, to get him started, which means you're bringing Keith Lee in near the top. Um, you know, the, this is akin to me uh, and granted he didn't have any time in NXT as to when they brought in Alberto Del Rio and put him over Mysterio on night one. Um, you know, sometimes you bring in a guy and, and honestly, this is what I thought they were going to do with Keith Lee. You bring him in and he beats, you know, random evolved guy, number three, um, that they use for their, their squash matches. Um, you know, and he does that for three or four or five weeks. And then maybe he ends up in a, a match with, you know, Dolph Ziggler, although apparently Dolph Ziggler is now a raw underground superstar. I don't know. Um, it's a different problem. But, um, you know, he beats Dolph or he beats somebody kind of lower on the card. Um, and it's a year or so before. I mean, you look at how Braun Strowman was brought in and it took forever. Um, he, well, not when he was first brought in with the Wyatt family, but when they moved him to a single. It took forever for him to face anybody of note um, and beat anybody of note. I kind of thought that's what they were going to do with Lee. I'm really glad I'm wrong on that. Um, you're bringing Lee in at the tippy top. You know, they compared him at one point on commentary to Brock Lesnar a little bit, which I thought was an interesting comparison because I think down the road, and there was a little tease of this in the Royal Rumble, um, Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar is a money match down the road. Um, you got to build Keith Lee a little bit before he gets there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying book that tomorrow. Could they get there by mania if they wanted Keith Lee to win the Royal Rumble? Hmm. That could be interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Keith Lee, though, um, leaving NXT and heading to Raw? I should have uh, thought about this when he lost the title to Karrion Cross. However, it, did, it, it, didn't, it, it didn't land with me until they made the announcement on SummerSlam. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes such good sense. That's kind of been the history. And, and two, I think we're out of, like, our rhythm in terms of, like, you know, you know, post WrestleMania guys go, go up. Post SummerSlam again, second biggest show of the year, guys tend to move up. But I don't know. It was just it was it was something I wasn't thinking through. I haven't heard the theme yet, but I will say this: uh, I was I was reserve judgment for now. That being said, I thought Keith Lee's theme in NXT with the rapping and the the, the music was part of what added to his aura. Keith can stand alone because he's a talker. He's got a great look. He's got great skill in the ring. But when you look at that total package from, you know, from bell to bell and outside the ring too, he's got it all, which is again, of course, why I think they're smart to bring him up. I go back to the energy around him and the, 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 how hot he was. He was uh, arguably, he was white hot at survivor series last year when everything was going on. And I think many of us thought, man, he's destined now. Obviously, the rest is the way the way his story has gone since that time. No argument for me. I've I've liked it. I've enjoyed it. it. It's added accolades to him when you look at his WWE NXT resume. 
And I believe that they're going to get him back to that spot. Now, if we had fans, besides being Thunderdome and virtual, it would probably amp it up to the next level. I don't want to nitpick that. We're going to get there at some point. That being said, to start him with Randy Orton and to hopefully have him in a main event level program, way to go. And I know why he went to Raw, because Raw is the A show. But just like we talked about earlier with SmackDown and the guys being involved, and of course they're getting Roman back, Keith Lee on SmackDown probably would have made more sense in terms of having the scales be more equitable for high-level talent. But I'm not going to complain. Also, I'd love to see Roman Reigns versus Keith Lee at some point, because the teaser we got at Survivor Series last year was too darn good. Absolutely. And and there is a draft um, rumored for October uh, that apparently may include NXT, which I think is interesting. Um, and you could move Keith. I wouldn't move him. You know, you just brought him raw. I wouldn't do that, but it could happen. And they did just bring Riddle up um, not long ago to SmackDown as well. Be interesting to see Friday if they bring anybody else up. Um, I, I will say it, but I think they would be stupid right now to do it. Um, but it was interesting that we did not see the Velveteen Dream on NXT this week. Although you easily could say that was him selling the fact that he, you know, got dropped off the roof of a building through 87 tables or whatever in the world that crazy bubble was that he took. So, um, I don't know. I, I Maybe. Um, maybe Imperium will show up there because they had to lose the tag titles to frickin' Brizongo. Um <laughs> But that's not a topic we're going to talk about today. I know Imperium's got to go back to NXT UK. I get it. I get it. I get it. But Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Okay. Lifetime Achievement Award. Lifetime Achievement Award. That is that is uh, what I think of that. That, And I don't think they'll have a long reign. Although watch them break the record for the longest tag title reign. Because um, why not? It would be the stupid thing to do. Um, can you tell I'm not a Breezango fan? I feel like that might be coming through. You don't say? Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um, so in an update to, uh, I don't know, a month ago or so when we had our big figure uh, review show, uh, last week I asked you, Tom, on this show if you had gotten your AEW figures, and you said yes, but there was a story that you would reveal later. Um, and it's later, Tom, so start spouting some stories. Uh, but I thought we'd just talk a little bit about um, kind of what we've seen lately, what we've picked up lately or ordered, um, and that sort of thing. Um, and I know you've got a story around those AEW figures, and I am anxious to hear it because I have not. Uh, a lot of times we talk about what we're going to talk about beforehand. All we talked about was that we talk about this. So I'm anxious to hear the story. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, again, setting the table back to, I think, three episodes ago, two episodes ago, uh, it was the revelation of what BrickSeek is. And following that following that episode, uh, I was uh, pretty much obsessed with, with going on and, and checking the brick seek link that you shared with me and continually looking for a relatively close Walmart in my area that was going to get AEW figures. Let's just say it was a labor of love and then some. Uh, I drove to four different Walmarts within a 10 mile radius of my house over the course of six days, many times coming up and having it be completely fruitless, despite the fact that BrickSeek said they were in stock. Great example. One of the first stores I went to, the Walmart that is probably the furthest I'd go, but still relatively close to where I live. We talked about this, I think, either on the show or offline about being that guy to be like, hey, I see they're in stock. I don't see them on the shelves. Can you let me know where they are? 
Um, and I was like, listen, I didn't come all this way to leave empty handed. Let me ask. So <laughs> it was it was a college age kid. He seemed pretty cool. Again, social distancing in stores with masks. You know, I wasn't too wigged out with that. So I go, hey, do you mind scanning this and let me know what's going on? And he goes, yeah, sure. And he goes, it looks like we have in the stock. He goes, we got two trucks today. I know we've already unloaded one. I don't know where the second one's at. Let me go in the back and look. What felt like forever, he finally comes back out and I go, he's either A, not going to come back out because he's like this dweeb. I'm not going to hook him up with his answer. <laughs> right, hiding in the back somewhere. <laughs> or, or two, like if I wait long enough, he'll just disappear. Um, he finally comes back out and I'm like, hey, thank you. I really appreciate you looking. What's the scoop? He goes, they're on the second truck and that second truck has not been uploaded or unloaded. I go, thank you. I go, do you generally have an idea of when that happens? He goes, well, I would imagine for sure by end of day tomorrow. He goes, but I can't guarantee you. So I was like, well, crap. I shot my shot and I lost because there was not going to be an opportunity with my my schedule, family, work, all the other things being stated to drive all the way back out to that Walmart. Round trip, we're talking like a good 40 to 45 minutes of traffic. Shoot. Okay. Well, it didn't stop me from being on BrickSeek. Next day, different Walmart, similar, but on the opposite side of town, not, not as far, but close to as far away. Same deal. Go. And, and this time my excuse was we have a bunch of, we had a bunch of birthdays. We had two birthdays in our family in the month of August. We had friends with the, with birthdays. We have grandparents with birthdays in August. So, Hey, made the excuse to go get this item for the birthday among other things of Aaron's I was running. I'm going to head to Walmart. Well, get in, look everywhere. Pegs are naked. Unfortunately, this Walmart, no one, not a single person could I find to ask the question. Because again, I've already, I've already broken the seal. I already asked that one. I, it was pretty painless, regardless of, you know, however they feel. And they're, they're on the clock, so they're getting paid for it. So it shouldn't hurt them to provide customer service. So I walked out of there empty-handed without asking. Again, disappointed, going, darn it. I am like literally, and, and of course, the two closest Walmarts to my house have not had any hits at this point at all. <sighs> okay, so that gets us, I think, through the weekend into the early part of the next week. Again, continually, I'm seeing and I'm seeing and I'm seeing, and it's places that are farther out, 30 miles or more one way outside of where I live. I'm just like, I'm almost resigning myself to the fact of I'm just going to have to wait and I'm just going to have to get lucky. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep like obsessing. Well, then sure enough, had plans to go and watch a Tigers game with a friend of mine um, on a Wednesday night. Happened to pull a brick seat and the Walmart closest to my house said they were in stock. And I go, you know what? I'm headed that way. They don't close till 830. It's perfect timing. We were going to watch the game a little bit on delay because it was a seven o'clock first pitch. I walk in, go everywhere. Nothing. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Third time. I thought it was going to be the charm, you know, in person come around the corner and there's that display. I'm sure you've seen it on social media. Seen on social media. I haven't seen it live. Okay. Yep. So there's that display. AEW on top, belts in the middle, UFC figures on the bottom. And I'm like, is this, is this real? Is this really happening? And uh, it was really picked through. There were no young bucks. There was no brandy whatsoever. I don't think Brandy went in that first shipment. Okay. Yep. So, so I, I start looking at the figures and they have Cody and they have, uh, 
Jericho and they have Omega. And I was planning to pay cash and only had a little bit of cash on me. So I had to make the tough decision of saying, who and do I think about my friends? Because you had shared with me that you had not been successful in getting a Cody. My brother as well said, the one guy I want out of this set, if you happen to come across him, is a Cody. So unfortunately this night, I put myself first. <laughs> I did okay. walk out I did walk out with Jericho and Omega in what I feel is really great packaging. Uh, I have not opened them. They are they are still uh, in in very great condition in the packages. I'll echo your feelings as I look at them and as I scan them and and take note of them. They do seem to be kind of smallish figures. I'd love to compare them to the first run of Jack Specific guys to kind of do like a side by side. Um, all of my Jack Specific guys from the Classic Superstars line, they're all open in a bit and then they're in a bin um, in the basement. Um, but I feel like they're just, they're not Apple for Apple. Plus again, figure making has evolved in the last 15 to 20 years. Um, so I got those, was really happy, was really pumped up. But then as I walked out of there, and we recorded the next day, I couldn't relieve myself of the feeling of not going back for my brother and for you. So that's my story. I've only still got those two. My brother actually texted right before we recorded today and said, hey, I'm going out and hitting some stores today. Any AEW figures you're still in need of? And I said, I didn't see the bucks at all, haven't, and would love the bucks. He goes, if I find them, I got you. So who knows if he will or if he won't, I have no idea. I've not obsessively been on BrickSeek every day, but I'd love at that point to turn over the story to you to let you know or to have you tell your part of the text you got, I think it was last Saturday. Yes, last Saturday, it was my daughter's birthday and I had to run uh, and grab last minute birthday preps and happened to go to Walmart. And I did check BrickSeek before to say, there's some still in stock. Let's throw a Hail Mary among other things that I have to do. Yeah, got a text from Tom on Saturday, uh, and I happened to be free in the moment to be able to reply to it quickly, too. Um, and and Tom said uh, that he had a Cody in his hand, uh, which was in great condition, um, great packaging, good, you know, mint on card, all of that fun stuff. Because um, Tom and I, in, in most cases, I think now, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for you, Tom. Um, I keep everything mint on card. Um, at this point, anything I had loose is pretty much gone. The only loose I have, I think I mentioned before, um, is my LJ and Ricky steamboat, um, which is in pretty darn good shape. Um, and it's in a case, um, to keep it, um, as good as it can be and hopefully not losing any more paint or anything like that. But, uh, these are all going to stay in, you know, maybe someday I'll get a chance. Um, if meet and greets ever happen again, um, which, you know, they will someday, uh, maybe I'll get a chance to go to some sort of a meet and greet and get these signed, uh, would be would be cool. Um, but, uh, wanted to know if, if I still wanted that Cody. Um, and I said, absolutely, you know, I'll pay you cost plus shipping all that, you know, that's, that's the way we do it. Right. Cost plus shipping. Um, because it shouldn't cost Tom anything to send me a figure. That's just insane. So, uh, yeah. So, so I have Cody on his way. I believe, uh, the idea was he would show up either yesterday or today. Didn't show up yesterday. So I'm hopeful that maybe today he'll be here. Um, so yeah, Brandy is the only one I don't have. Um, although I went ahead and I may have mentioned this last week on the show. Um, I did go ahead on ringside and pre-order her. Um, she's back ordered until I think October. Um, of course ringside charges you right away. Um, so, and that's fine. I have the money right now. So sometimes 
in most cases, I actually prefer the charge right away. If I've got the money right now, I'd rather pay for it and not have to keep it in the account for two or three or six or eight months. Um, for instance, on a different side note on figures, I have pre-ordered uh, through Megalopolis the NJPW figures, Wave 1, um, all four of them. It's 180 bucks. Um, I have 180 bucks sitting in my savings account uh, from fantasy football winnings last year that are, are going to pay for those. I uh, just heard on the Fully Posable podcast this week, they are now pushed back until March. Wow. Uh, they were originally supposed to be out in July. Um, so due to COVID and the fact that most of the figure producing plants, manufacturers, um, for most many lines are in the Orient um, over in China and Hong Kong and that area. Um, and obviously they got hit very, very hard by the virus. Um, lots of things have been pushed back. Um, and and Super 7 has really been pushed back. So March was what I heard on those. Um, March was when originally Wave 2 was hoped to come out with uh, Naito and, and Hiromu and Evil and Bushi. Uh, I haven't pre-ordered any of those yet. Hiromu, I probably will. Naito, I probably will. Bushi might be the only one I don't. We'll just see where money lands. I'm not going to pre-order those this early. Um, but uh, so I have Cody coming and I have Brandy coming. So I will have the complete first set. Um, I don't often buy female figures. We've talked about that before. And it's not nothing against women. It's just I don't often buy them. I catch enough, enough crap from my wife about buying toys. Um, that I think if I was buying toys of girls, it'd just be more crap. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. But um, but in this case, I did want series one. Um, I don't know that I'll ever look to sell them down the road, but if you do, you know, having series one of something sometimes is, is a little more valuable. Um, and Brandy appears to be the one who's going to be that way in this series. Like I have all of series one of the figures toy company ring of honor figures, uh, Steen lethal and the Briscoes. Um, right now, those are the only ones besides delirious that I have in that line. Cause I kind of fell off uh, from that line. I'd like to pick up some others along the way, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I did, however, make one more pre-order. Uh, I have The Fiend coming at some point from Megalopolis. Um, actually, I need to email them because I haven't seen that. It's been a little while. Um, they're usually a little quicker on, on things, but I know they're a, Megalopolis is just a, a, a one-store thing. They're, not an, they're online, but they're not a, an Amazon or anything like that. So I know it's just a couple of people running it, so I just want to check in on, on The Fiend. But I did make a pre-order, um, and I, threw, I grabbed a picture here, Tom, while you were talking to, to put up um, Amazon, uh, well, Funko released um, pictures of their Mr. T, Macho, a new Macho Man Funko Pop, and a new Rock Funko Pop. Um, but they also released a picture of a two-pack that is uh, exclusive to Amazon. Tom, have you seen this two-pack? I don't think so. It is uh, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan from That's WrestleMania. Cool. That's um, cool. 22 bucks on Amazon. Amazon doesn't charge you until it's available, uh, which is in November um, is going to be when that comes out. So I did go ahead and hop on there um, and pick up that two pack of Mr. T with a little uh, weight bar or not weight bar, but you can think of what that's called, but you can see it if you're on the YouTube. Um, it's the bendy weight bar thing, if that makes sense. And Hulk doing a pose. Uh, Hulk's had a little more hair than I think he probably should have had at WrestleMania. I don't know that I've ever seen Hulk Hogan with that much hair. Um, but that's a, I think that's a cool two pack. Um, I'm not going to get the Mr. T or single Funko. Um, I, I did not order the first in line through entertainment earth. Um, 
elite. Uh, I probably will get the two pack with him and Roddy Piper. Um, those are the things for Mr. T that are more nostalgic for me. Are they him and Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania, him and Roddy Piper than just having a Mr. T figure. Um, so I did, did get that one pre-ordered. Um, so I don't, I think I'm kind of holding now on pre-orders for a little bit. Although, um, I did see Megalopolis just put up the, um, elite 80, Viking Raiders, uh, which probably are going to go on pre-order. Megalopolis doesn't charge you until they ship. Um, those are are expected late fall, early winter. So I think I'd be safe to do that and to set some money aside um, when that comes. So because those looked amazing, as we talked about on our figure uh, reveals episode. So it's fun. You know, it's a little enjoyment that Tom and I get uh, to be able to look. I agree with you. I'm still looking at Brickseek, even though I don't need anything anymore. Um, I, I did go uh, last week, right? Uh, must have been Friday, probably, since you texted me on on Saturday. Um, I had gone on Friday to Grand Island, which is about a half an hour away, which all my Walmarts are a half an hour away from where I live. Um, and they had, for a number of days, said they had six plus in stock. So I'm kind of thinking it's that display case. Um, and it was nowhere to be found. They still say they have six plus um, in in stock. I haven't been back there, and I'm not going to make a run now because I don't need anything necessarily. Um, although, as I've told you, if you decide that you are looking for um, Cody or the Bucks, well, you're looking for the Bucks a little bit, you said. Um, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open definitely when I am over there um, for those things for you because um, I'm happy to do that and return the favor. Maybe I can find you the Bucks. Um, are you looking for Brandy when she comes out or no? Probably not. Probably not. And like I said, my, my brother's text, I was just like, let me know if you see the young bucks. I mean, I think I'd want them, but like. In the yeah, moment. Put, put, put my foot to the fire. I'm not sure. Uh, and and to, to, the, to add, add a little bit more to the story, when I went back last Saturday, there were literally four Cody's left and that was it. UFC, UFC guys did not didn't, didn't seem to be moving at all. The AW title belts not seem to be moving at all, uh, at least from the display there. That that is, um, and I was able to grab two Cody's. Don't tell my brother; he doesn't listen anyway. But you got the best one because he said he was willing to open his up, and he I don't know if he has or hasn't yet. But he's very much the type of guy that likes when he does have a figure to like be able to um, articulate it in certain ways and 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 just get the get the sense, the feel for it. Uh, so he could have cared less about the package. So right. And that's, and that's, you know, I wish that companies when they ship would think that way more that there are those of us who want to keep them in package. Um, you know, I love that some companies sell damaged packaging ones. Um, so then the people like, like your brother who, who want to open it can get a little better deal on it probably. Um, or at least know, Hey, that's what I'm ordering. And it's okay because I don't care. I'm going to throw the package out anyways. Um, totally fine. Um, but you know, when ringside sends things that are all beat up, your name is ringside collectibles for the love of God. Uh, don't do that. Um, you know, or you're paying a premium for them, you know, super seven. I know always I've heard lots of good things and I ordered through Megalopolis who does a great job of their shipping um, for those figures, but you know, paying 45 bucks a figure for the new Japan figures, like those things need to show up spot on. You know, yeah. I, I don't need them looking like they got kicked down the road a ways. Um, you know, Target, same thing with those legends. I know a lot of people got ones that looked awful. Thankfully, mine looked great, uh, my Bobby Heenan. But um, other people got ones that looked like they'd been in a soccer game on the wrong end of being the ball. So, 
that neither being here nor there. But uh, just thought it'd be fun to update that. So thank you, Tom. Really, really appreciate the Cody. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, hopefully it won't look. Hopefully the box won't look like our our post office has played soccer with it. Um, what, what time of the day do you get mail? Usually it's early afternoon. Okay. Um, so I should hopefully here in the next few hours uh, know something today, and and we'll certainly update you and let you know. Uh, and we can update all our fans and friends uh, next week when we when we talk AEW. I'm actually pulling up the tracking number as we finish our recording. Oh, so, there you go. Uh, yeah. So as I do this, hopefully I can type and talk at the same time. I know that we're coming back next week and the goal next week is going to be all, uh, all out preview. So that yep. will be exciting. And uh, I hope, I know, I don't hope I will, I will be caught up by AEW or with AEW by then. I still haven't watched last Saturday and I know they're going live tonight, uh, but with, uh, with WWE kind of being in my grasp, uh, I'll, I'll kind of hit hit pause on that for a second and before SmackDown tomorrow and spend the free time that I have getting caught up on the AEW. So by the time we get to next week, we'll be ready to see my lead right. and the pick comes extended. Let, let's pray that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I got to start climbing this mountain, much like I did in the Fantasy Wrestling League. So I'll just say, remember, insurmountable leads are not uncatchable. Um, and I do want to share that uh, it does say expected delivery by August 27th at 8 p.m., which is ironic because it already says it's at 9.04 a.m. It was out for delivery. So if that's going to take them 11 hours to get it to you, but I think they just say 8 p.m. to cover their butt. So I, I agree. Yeah, that's if it's out for delivery, it should actually if it's through it was through the Postal Service, right? Yep. So it should actually be here in Shelton if it says out for delivery. So she's. Um, Sometimes she's even earlier, so I might go upstairs and just check now, too. Although it would say delivered, I guess, if she delivered. So um, I don't know how real time that is. Anyways, people don't want to listen to us babble about this and my Cody figure that's coming. Uh, but excited to see that. Excited to uh, complete what I can of the set now until October when Brandy is available um, and comes to me from ringside. So uh, looking forward to that, but looking forward to next week as well. Yeah, we'll talk all out. Um can't do any figure previews for any of the matches because none of those guys are facing each other to the best of my knowledge. Um, some of them don't have matches yet announced. Uh, small spoiler for you there. But um, you'll you'll find that out as you catch up on AEW. So we will be back next week, guys. Hey, everybody, stay safe. This world is a crazy place right now. Be good to each other. That's that's really the biggest thing I can say to people. Be good to each other. and uh, But wear a mask, too. Jeez Louise, let's get through that thing um, and everything else in the world. Let's that's just be good of, to each other. Part of being good. Do, do your doing your part, you know, wear, wearing a mask, being courteous, considerate. That's all that's all we're asking. Yep, absolutely. And and let's be honest, even wearing a mask, yes, there's risks. Um, I have friends who have been diligent and still have had to deal with it. Um, you know, have caught it somehow, somewhere. So um let's just be good to each other and get through this crazy time and hopefully get to a point where next week we can just be talking about wrestling again and enjoying uh, AEW all out coming up the following weekend. So with that, Tom, always a pleasure. Uh, we went back to our over an hour run tonight uh, for the first time in a little bit, but uh, catch us on YouTube, catch us on Spotify, catch us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, overcast, a bunch of other podcast apps that I don't remember right now. And I apologize for not mentioning subscribe, rate, review, do all of that fun stuff. Um, it helps us show up in those algorithms so that people know that we're here um, for their entertainment, which is really what we try to do. So everybody have a great week, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Take care.
Awesome. Take care. Bye-bye.